This is Yelena with 23T, a podcast that dedicates itself to learning about the real lives of up-and-coming artists who are pursuing their passion as their career. This platform creates a community of creatives who share their stories to serve other arts workers. If you're striving towards your dreams, you're bound to learn something from this podcast on how to achieve them by creating your own opportunity. Feeling really overwhelmed. and felt like I was kind of in a race where I can find myself like find what I want to do find if I like what I do maybe there will be five people at one of my shows but maybe one of those five people needs specifically what I bring to the table like people feel safe to grow here and they don't feel judged I'm okay with knowing that it's like a steady incline towards where we're trying to get to you're broadening your own human experiences by just empathizing and connecting with people I just have this thing where I need to get up and I need to do it just because you're a really great artist doesn't mean that you'll be successful in the industry because I've had the cell phone shut off a couple times I've had my internet shut off I've had like an apple for dinner like if we can help people mm-hmm. and it's just like the idea of like just being kind if no one's opening a door do exactly what you've done with this podcast and go go make your own door okay my hair uh welcome back to 23t welcome back to the interview portion of the podcast that is the first time that i'm saying this this year 2020 um, like I said in my Me Monday episode, that would have been last week. I had a bit of a late start, which I explained to Keston, but just over the holidays, I was really like, I was really celebrating my one year and I was like, okay, I, I was kind of telling myself this too. And I always tell my friends this, that we need to like celebrate our accomplishments because I feel like people sort of like just always go for the next thing and we never actually like sit and celebrate and enjoy what we've accomplished. So I just like sat in it for like a month, which is maybe a bit too much, but I also do two Christmases. So I'm like Serbian Orthodox. I'm not religious, but we do Christmas on the 7th of January. I knew that. Did you know that? I did know that. I have a Serbian friend. Okay, yeah. So I, we celebrate the 25th just because growing up in Canada, like, we get presents. Right. But then it's more like family time on the 7th. My mom's birthday is also the 3rd. So there was just, like, a lot of celebrating things. I also got a new job. Right. Which we can talk about because I like to tell people sort of how I know my guests. Right. Whether it's, like, from literally bumping into each other on the street or, like, working together or whatever. Um, I'm kind of going to tell your story, but like a little bit. It's not my show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, okay. First of all, like if you guys have been listening to the podcast, this is season two now we're in 2020. It's really exciting. I'm really excited to start having guests back on. I already sort of fucked up my new year's resolution because I wanted to do like 52 guests, like one a week. And then I started late. But then I was like, okay, whatever. If I you even if I up. beat like not beat it, but even if I surpass like last year, which I think was forty two, even if I get like forty three, it's still an accomplishment. Yeah, hundred percent. So you know, sometimes you need a break, and that's totally fine. But oh, I also I didn't know because I know we've like spoken like multiple times now, but I always feel like some people don't know how to pronounce my name, so I'm just gonna say it. Do it, Yelena. I knew that. You knew? Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I've had people not say my name right on the show. Which is never what you want to do. <laughs> so like, That's I'm like, not nothing really bothers me, but I was like, oh, maybe I should have just like said you it like one more time. <laughs> um, but so you and I know each other 
this is actually I asked because I mean I used to see you all the time and mm -hmm. I just thought you were like kind of a like a regular at Get Well. Absolutely. You like the bar. You Love know pe you've known people Everybody. there for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's super awesome. Um, but then I noticed that you had like a shift there and I was like, okay, hi, are you working here now? Yeah. And then you still sort of work there every yeah, once in a while. Whenever they need me, yeah. you know, I'm on reserve. I'm a reserve <laughs> player. Yeah. So it's chill. Um, and then I stopped working there and I started working at another bar and then I saw you again yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, hello. Um, and I just left that place again because I have a problem. I like, I'm a floater. Yeah. I'm really just trying to like find my space and I think I found it. But I was talking to you because we never really got a chance to get to know each other. I right. kind of like left right away when you started sort of being around more like working. Right. Um, but I found out that you're like a creative, you're an artist, you're in the community of just, you know, that world. Just creating, so I was like, yeah. OK, sick. Here That's we go. Me. Like, come over. Let's talk about it. Um, but now I'm going to let you sort of introduce yourself Woo. and just like say your name and sort of what you do. And then we'll just go from there. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Hi everybody. <laughs> uh, my name is Keston. Uh, I create, I'm a multidisciplinary artist. Uh, I, I dance and, um, I host events, which is like a lot of my time and where I get my money from pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, but I kind of stumbled into making jackets uh, I started for myself, and then uh, people were like, where the hell are you getting those jackets from? And I started to make them for friends, and it just built and built and built, and I started a brand just uh, giving vintage jackets a second life and, uh, um, you know, a new home and a new chance of living because, you know, fashion's so fast right now, and, you know, you can go to Zara and buy something for, like, $7, and it's just like, you wear it once, and you... You, you're done with it right so uh i don't know i just kind of like stumbled upon it and and the more i did it the more window of opportunity i saw like i'm not a fashionista like i don't know clothes but like uh once i got into it like i wasn't allowed to stop like things were just moving too fast for me to stop so yeah i make clothes now yeah i guess I, it all like sort of clicked when you told me that because i was like oh yes you, you have this like very unique like specific jacket that you always wore and i was like this makes sense that like you you made that because right. like i'd never seen any like that specific jacket like anywhere You're never and then to. and like you had like a specific look like if i thought of you like i would think probably like of that jacket I so i was like so. oh this makes sense yeah um but you said what you like most of your income is coming from is did you say you host yeah events? I host of, it's so random okay. so those that are listening i'm a i'm like a six seven black male okay <laughs> so i'm a tall guy <laughs> and and when you see me you're like oh you definitely play basketball i don't uh, i actually like <laughs> my bread and butter is hosting jewish bar bat mitzvahs so <laughs> you're in the right area you're in the right building right now like, i believe that yeah I, <laughs> so yeah i uh i started dancing for like a, a jewish company um that does primarily bar and bat mitzvahs and mm -hmm. uh once i started doing that i was like how do i move up in this industry without doing too much more work uh so i started hosting for them and it's been very exciting and I got really good at that, and now I'm like, I don't want to do bar and bat mitzvahs anymore. So I'm like, you know what? Let's let's uh, shift away from that and take my hosting other other directions. And now I'm, you know, hosting like New Year's countdowns and random other things. So just expanding on entertainment with the hosting thing. 
And the when I ran into at Bar Poet, you were t- I think you were friends with the DJ. You were yes. hanging out with him, and you guys invited me to something which I did not go to. And I will defend myself just for a second because I thought it was a house party, and I was like so down for a house party because I was working until midnight, and I was right. like, I'm down for a ho- house party. But I was not down for like a- an event a with out. like a layer of flour on me after like working <laughs> all night. I was like a house party chill, and then I was like, hold on. I, when you sent it to me, I was like. This is not what I thought it was. If I hadn't have been working, I would have gone. I respect I that. Like, I respect can you that. tell me what that event was? Because that was oh not a uh, bar mitzvah, God. I don't think. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a bar mitzvah. Um, I don't remember what it was because we throw a lot of events. There's uh, uh, the homie Wave Gods, the, the Wave Gods. Have you ever heard of the Wave Gods? I have not, no. They're great people. Okay. They're really close friends of mine. Uh, two DJs, um, uh, Don Pablo and uh, Nigel. I don't, you know Nigel? You have to know Nigel. I mean, I, I mean he's your next guest. He's going to have okay. to Okay. <laughs> Hi, Nigel. You're my next guest. Yeah. Maybe I know you if I saw a picture, but or a face. I'm like. Yeah, he was, he was DJing that night. <laughs> oh, was he? He hey, was. Say his uh, Instagram name again. It's uh, Nomad's Land. What? Who's Green Room? No idea. That might be like somebody else that just no. likes you. And they think you're amazing, so they followed you. Oh. That might be it. Uh. Hey, <laughs> okay, maybe I know. Okay. Anyways, let's move forward. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we we uh, us three we all host parties a lot together, and mm-hmm. like, um, I'll tell you more about one of the parties that I do later on mm-hmm. in the conversation. But we all just kind of like get together and go, let's do parties that nobody does. You know, mm-hmm. those like old school parties where like it feels like you're not in Toronto, like mm-hmm. you're like at a high school party, or you're like you know like mm-hmm. like those nice gatherings it's not booth and bottle it's like okay. chill you know so we we throw those every once and so often uh, every so often and find new venues for those and like mm-hmm. that's kind of what we do mm-hmm. i do a lot of things i'm random no no everybody like everyone who's an artist does a lot of things i think our tea is steep so yeah I'm to, without fucking everything up in front of me okay i'm gonna try to do this no pressure no pressure no pressure no pressure i'm just hoping it's still hot but i think you let me know Oh, yeah, ASMR, you <laughs> idea. I'm going to get myself some. Thank you. You're welcome. I chose the most basic tea that you could choose, so. Oh, yeah, you have to tell uh, just so people know, you know. I don't know what it says about you. I said this to someone else. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what it says about you, but just say it so people can have their own interpretation. What did I, what did I choose Earl, again? Just an Earl, Earl Grey. Grey. And it says classic <laughs> Earl Grey. Like, it makes me feel so <laughs> whack, when you, you know. <laughs> but I chose classic because I feel like, I don't know, like anybody that knows me knows that I'm super like, I like what I like, you know? Okay. When I go to the bar, I drink a rum and coke. Okay. When I'm like doing something, I like it a specific way. Like I'm just like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't. I mean, you are always going to get well. So you you like your bar, you go to that bar. And you know, exactly. (laughs) So you get me, you get me. What I wanted to bring up was you saying like the events that you host sort of are nostalgic and what i read on your etsy page is that you i guess you kind of followed the same theme from what you just said yeah is like nostalgia is a big thing huge so do you want to kind of talk about why maybe maybe this is a little bit too deep right off the get-go but like why why do you think you're so nostalgic in things that you do and things that you create why is being nostalgic important to you um so when i started like making these jackets it was super random but my friend was like yo i'm making a patch jacket you should make a patch jacket with me 
uh, and it was just him and I uh, in Vancouver for a weekend. And uh, I was like, I don't wear denim. I'm not going to do that. And I just ran around with him as he hunted for jackets. And he like found some cool patches. And I was like, I liked those patches. And it was like two random pack men ghosts, but they're a giant. And I'm like, I'm buying those patches. And I'm like, oh, I guess I got to like use them. Um, and I just had two Pac-Man ghosts coming out of my pockets. Um, and that was it on this jacket. And everyone was like, where the hell did you get that jacket? And it was super like, everybody wanted to know what was up with this jacket. But like, as I started to like continue to create jackets, everything that I made was like nostalgic. Cause that's what resonates with me. Like I love old school video games, old school TV, but like the conversations that you have with people that come up to you and relate to like the way it resonates with the people around you like you're like yo i love that show oh my god like and and like it brings you to a time that was so simple where like we didn't use money for anything but like buying candy and like you know like we would play outside and not play video games you know like simple times and it brings you back to these moments and like what i learned about it was as i made things for other people it was like the convert, like you control the conversation that comes to you, right? Like mm-hmm. when you see certain things on on your jackets that are like classic, when they talk to you, like you're in control of that situation, right? You're like you feel like you know everything there is to know about that TV show because you grew up on it, right? Mm-hmm. Or like that video game because you like played it a lot when you were a kid, you know? Like mm-hmm. so that's I feel like what transcended like like fashion and things like that I was like that's something that people can relate to you know Mm -hmm. like I relate to nostalgia we all relate to that so that's kind of like what I stuck with you know yeah so it was a way to like kind of sorry I want to close the window because I don't want us to get cold but I guess it was sort of a way to like immediately before even talking to a person you've already built some sort of like dialogue relationship like a relationship absolutely like if i'm not talking to you like the the jacket that you wore today has like nintendo a nintendo patch yeah i like see you and i'm like okay nintendo i immediately think of something i immediately like have my own relationship to that right that's interesting okay yeah and that and the funny thing about this jacket that you're looking at over here um it's got like a whole bunch of like mario kart characters like mm-hmm. racing around the jacket and like mm-hmm. using pockets for shortcuts and things like that and like it's like clever in that way and um, uh, the way I do things is I make three jackets of the same like category. So like, that's a Mario Kart jacket. I'll make two more, and then I'll never make Mario Kart again. Okay. So it's like you can get the first, the second, or the third. That's why it's first and third. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, oh, I see. You see? Here we go. Yeah, okay. now you're there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I like that aspect of like when we were kids, like we would collect cards and things mm-hmm. like that, like. I want to make it like that nostalgic feeling of like you can collect, you can have one, but you're in the family of someone that has the same thing as you, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the same jacket, but it's from the same family. Mm-hmm. And you can have that conversation about it too. Like yeah. the, the, your clothing now has a story, right? Like when someone comes up to you and goes, oh, I love your jacket, you have so much to say about it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's handmade by this dude mm-hmm. or, or like this that you have so much that you can say about it like Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to make that like Mm -hmm. that's what i wanted to do with Mm -hmm. this brand and it's been pretty crazy yeah you're connecting people right you are yeah i had a a quick story Mm -hmm. i had a Mm -hmm. uh somebody asked me to make um a jacket 
And I was like, yeah, I didn't really do custom pizzas at the time. And I did it. And she's a super introvert. Like, she doesn't love conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, But with this jacket, she was like, everybody that approaches me, I feel like I'm in control because I'm super aware of the conversations I'm going to have. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. I know when someone comes up to me, the first thing they're going to say is, I like your jacket. Or I love this character. Or, oh, my God, nobody thinks of this. Like, where would you get that? And you have so much that you can say, right? So I never even thought about it like that. Like, mm-hmm. it gives you, like, it's your comfort blanket yeah. when you leave your house, you know? Yeah. Like, it was, so, yeah, as I continue with this brand, it was mm-hmm. this things like that that inspired me to continue, mm-hmm. you know? It's funny that you bring that up because I was literally thinking I was going to ask you what you thought of yourself. Do you think that you're an introvert or an extrovert? Because my, like, one sec, I want to take a sip of my tea. <laughs> That's the thing about this uh, podcast is that you can't drink and talk at the same time. But it centers around tea. Yeah. But, like, sorry, guys. You got to be you got to be prepared. It's a good Sorry, sorry. I can edit um, my sips out. But, yeah, <laughs> my, I'll just say my impression of you, like, just when I like first met you was you're very like you're not a loud person you know what I mean you're not like an a loud obnoxious person like yes you're at the bar a lot but you wouldn't I wouldn't like classify you as someone who's like always out like right. when you say like if I was to be like oh Kesson like, is he's like always out like you kind of get a certain idea of right. what that person is right. like right. but like I would never put you in that category of I'd like a that. party guy right even though you host events and I see you at the bars like that is not how you define how me. no I mean like you can't yeah I would never define anyone by like just a few things but yeah I would say you're just like a very um like soft almost soft-spoken but what would you say about yourself? Oh, like, I'm so I'm a Gemini. Gemini, okay. Dun, dun, I'm a Pisces. Dun. No, I love Gemini. Okay, good. Love it. Yeah. Um. So I anybody that knows me, I'm mm-hmm. like two. I'm I am two separate people. I'm okay. Like, I'm that like on one hand, I'm like I can go out and I'm like super social and I can be the life of the party. I can also take the back seat and be mm-hmm. a great supporter. I'm like I can do anything in any situation. But my other half is like. I don't want to see anybody. (laughs) I don't want to be out. I don't Mm -hmm. want anybody to know what's going on. I'm disappearing for like two weeks and I just like, I'm on my like grind, you know? So like, I, I, I'm definitely half and half. Like I'm an introvert, but I'm also an extrovert. So I feel like I just ride those, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that helps answer your question. No, (laughs) I mean, you've exposed that you are a Gemini so that I love, stuff like that do you believe in anything like that at well, all it do you has it read has, about it at all i'd like i'm not gonna say i'm like well versed <laughs> in it like i'll, I'll if, fine, yeah. you know mm-hmm. but i definitely feel like that's yeah it's a thing it's yeah. real you know that yeah. energy stuff is not a joke mm-hmm. um with two like i just think it's interesting like the little points that you're making about just um like being an introvert or an extrovert being in c- control of conversation does any of that sort of stuff, like meeting new people, does that give you anxiety at all? Like, Not really. Like, no? I, for me, like, I love it. I, I love it personally mm-hmm. because um, it's like as a host, I know how to handle myself in situations. Right. And um, after a while, I kind of just enjoyed being in situations. So, like, mm-hmm. a, a perfect example, when I travel, I so in the airport and I just like mm-hmm. sit and I put music on and I just sit and sew mm-hmm. on the floor 
and mm-hmm. like people that are like that's sick will come over and have a conversation with me and like right. you never know where they're going you never know where they're from and like that mm-hmm. I love that that's mm-hmm. why I do it and when it's nice outside I'll go to Trinity Bellwoods and so mm-hmm. just to have those you know interactions I really enjoy those because mm-hmm. I, I think I'm a good study of character I love okay. to study characters so mm-hmm. yeah I enjoy it I, I like the the conversations yeah Let's talk about that. Let's talk about more about the actual pieces of clothing and like how you learned how to sew, for example. I taught myself. Okay. Which was really random. Uh, so <laughs> uh, when I started, I was just gluing my patches onto my jackets, which mm-hmm. is not great. Like a hot glue gun? Like like a hot glue gun, Steve. Mm-hmm. It was not great. Um, and then I was like, this is great. This is working. Um, I'm like, I want bigger patches. And someone was like, just cut up T-shirts and, like, put them on jackets. I'm like, great idea. So I did that. And I was gluing them on. So I was gluing on uh, these T-shirts on the jackets. And one day I was like, I want to change this image to something else. So I ripped it off and there was glue marks everywhere. And it was okay. not great. Right. And then I was like, how do I do this without the glue marks? Someone was like, you need to sew it on. So I just kind of sat and figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like, and eventually I got really good. And I didn't know I was good until, like, someone was like, did you do that with your hands? And mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I did. So yeah. um, ever since then, I was just, I wanted to show that my quality is really high with my sewing. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I sew something, I will do it half in a pocket where a machine can't go. I'll do a full sleeve because you need to open the sleeve up do it with a machine and then close it again. But if I'm doing it with my hands, I can get into weird places. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, once I figured out that I was like good, I wanted to like test myself and push boundaries of what I felt, I felt like I could do and what I couldn't do. So, mm-hmm. um, I find myself doing that now. I'm just like trying to wrap around half, like half the jacket and do weird things. And yeah, just challenging myself and testing what, what the boundaries of hand sewing is. Mm-hmm. So. Did you just like watch YouTube tutorials? Did you no. ask someone that you knew or you literally were just like, okay, I'm going to try a bunch of different things. Like didn't even like read anything. No, no. I, well, I, uh, I was seeing a girl at one point mm-hmm. and I had to fix a button on a jacket and she showed me like the, the essentials. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it was trial and error. Like when I was doing patches, it was different than doing, uh, fabric and once I f- figured out trial and error I just did what I felt like was comfortable for me and mm-hmm. it's worked ever since so yeah mm-hmm. I, I, no YouTube tutorial for me just trial and error yeah um, I was reading on your Etsy page but I sort of just want to like ask you in person but this all started you were like selling and doing your like three pieces in like a what did you call it in a family in a series in yeah a yeah yeah in a line yeah um, in 2019, so last year yeah. is when you first started. Yeah. And do you want to just sort of say, well, first of all, like, why did you decide to start instead of just like making it for your friends and doing it as a hobby? Why did you start like selling it, and why did you choose Etsy? Okay, uh, great questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I started selling it because just like there was a, I did a jacket and it had like a Dragon Ball Z character um and it wrapped around the whole like you can see it from the front and it wrapped around the whole back and onto the other side and it was huge and i didn't think anything of it i just kind of like 
binged watch the season on Netflix and just did it mm-hmm. in a week. And someone saw it and they were like, I would pay a crazy amount of money for that. And I was like, I would receive a crazy amount of money <laughs> for that if you're willing to pay for yeah. it. So um, I, was tr- I was just trying to like wrap my head around how do I keep it um, high quality hand sewn but not like put myself through slave labor to get these things out, right? Uh, and I'm like, okay, I will make three a month so I know that that's capable for me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not overworking myself. And I, I have the freedom to create what I want, right? Like I don't want somebody to be like, okay, I want six clouds all here. And I'm like, take it to a steamstress. I don't want to do that. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay. like, I want somebody to go, like when you go to an artist and you go, this is my concept, but I respect what you do, so you have creative control. Okay. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. So those are my custom orders, but like for my like, like the lines, that's just my imagination just like going, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, why Etsy? Etsy, I felt like, was a good platform for people that make things by hand. It's okay. a good, you know, like if it's not mass produced, it's better for Etsy. Like mm-hmm. you go those for like small niche things, you know? Very like DIY. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even like when I was starting with patches, like hunting for patches, Etsy was the best place because it was like independent people creating things that they think are nice or cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that's where I was getting a lot of my like limited edition stuff from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once I, started putting my stuff out the people that i was buying patches from were looking at my stuff so it was like a little community that i became a part of so Mm -hmm. it just grew from there and i felt like that was just the best place like um i started doing my pop-ups which was a better place for me to oh you want to get into that don't you yeah i was i just (laughs) saw um i didn't want to interrupt you but i just saw where does it say i'm on your yeah available at 112 osington yeah. That's what it says on your Instagram profile in yeah. like your bio. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is that like a pop up? So here's okay, let me okay. tell you, let me just tell you quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um so I was like, I'm doing it on Etsy, but people were like, where do I try it on? Right? If you're gonna pay Fair. If okay. you're gonna pay okay. a good amount of money for a jacket, right. you wanna be able to hold it and touch it and fall in love with it. Right. Um so I, I uh my friend Nigel, the DJ. Yes. Bar poet. Yes, who I know. Exactly, <laughs> which you definitely know. Um, he was like, well, I have a little apartment. We can do a party at my house. We'll buy alcohol. We'll, have a, we'll make it a thing. Um, so I was like, cool, I'm going to have an, a DJ that I really respect and that like, respects the, the game. I'm going to have two artists of random different backgrounds, like maybe a singer, maybe a piano player, maybe whatever. Mm-hmm. Two artists that I... I want to see perform and uh another vendor that doesn't do clothes maybe like jewelry or something like that uh and i'm gonna put them all in the same place i'm gonna buy the bar outright and we're just gonna have like a little house party and everyone's gonna invite their people to support them they're gonna accidentally see different art it's gonna be this whole like mishmash of artists um so we did it once it was a hit i had my jackets all over the place it was it, uh, we went to 4 a.m. Then the next month, it was even crazier, and it just built and built and built um, to a point where we had to get a two-floor venue. Uh, so we were doing it. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had uh, a few jackets stolen, and I was like, it was a heartbreaking experience. Yeah. I was like, it was a life Especially changer. Especially when you make a few, so yeah. that's all. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So when you're putting out three a month and, and two get stolen, like that's... 
a lot it was a lot. a lot yeah so it, for me like i put a lot into like my work right mm-hmm. like that like if you ever see a piece of mine you can see like you can walk by that person and just know like mm-hmm. that's my work yeah. guaranteed right mm-hmm. like and that's that's what i what i strive for like i really love to see people like look at my clothing and look at the detail and mm-hmm. the work and love that's put into it so when it, when it was just like gone and without an explanation, it was like, yeah. I that's was like, it, it was like, it, I stopped for a little while. I won't even lie. Like mm. I just stopped creating. I stopped, uh, uh, doing the pop-ups and I, I just kind of like, it was a traumatizing time, but what, why, before you go on, I want to know, like, why do you think that affected you so much? It's like with any artist, I feel like when you are creating and you're putting what you're putting, like what you feel into the world Mm -hmm. and something like that happens to you like Mm -hmm. it gets revoked or it gets like trampled on something happens like Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. that's a piece of you right like you're creating something and you're putting it into the world to see how it's affecting other people and once something like that can get stripped like Mm -hmm. it's a lot but To, to be honest, what saved me was like just the community that got built from these pop-ups. And when I stopped, everyone was like, so where are the pop-ups? Right. And I was like, I guess I've created a community of like people that go to support art and people that want to be in a safe place with creative people. They know that they have a place to go, even if they're not buying these jackets. Mm-hmm. They're going to this thing because mm-hmm. it's for the community. They're going to see something they've never seen. Mm-hmm. They're going to be around and like creative people and have conversations and get inspired for what they are doing in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody that was performing or doing something does it for a living. Like they're not working a part-time job. They're Mm like, I'm dropping everything and I'm pursuing my life and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give them a platform. So like Mm -hmm. once I saw that was a thing, I was like, it's bigger than me now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So after that I was like, okay, I'm going to, I got to continue to, Mm-hmm. produce and 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 yeah i'm just i'm still getting i'm still recovering from that like yeah but yeah that's super shitty hey if you if you are listening and you took these jackets never too late to do the right thing mm-hmm. it's true i would love to see my jackets again but yeah. it's okay it happens yeah i mean it's good though that it's almost like i mean shitty things happen and sometimes you can't explain why shitty things happen and that's just part of life there's no explanation but also the fact that that happened and then you had this like realization or whatever to be like oh this isn't i don't just make this to make this i've just created something else and now this is bigger and you realized even more why you were doing it because of that experience right but that's just like i think you should always be positive like you can make anything kind of positive not anything, but that's just a way to look at it to be like, okay, this shitty thing happened. But when that happened, I realized what else I cared about within this. Right. And it wasn't just that I made this, I made a whole community around this. 100%. Yeah. So that like kept you going. Instead of like if you hadn't have been doing these pop ups and you were like just doing it solo and just selling it on Etsy. And then, for example, like let's say, you sold these two jackets and then somehow like you never got the money or whatever. Maybe then you would have totally stopped because there was right. no community there. Right. Like it was just you in your room putting it online 
and it was gone. Right. But that was like a different situation where it was like real life, real time. And yeah. A hundred percent. And it's, it's, you have to look at the, the bright side in these situations, especially when it's dealing with like your art or something yeah. that you really care about. Right. Yeah. Like luckily, like I'm so happy that people were honest enough with me to be like, yo, we can't lose these pop-ups. We, mm-hmm. There's a community that's bigger than you now. Like mm-hmm. I had a few people in my ears saying that, and that was like they don't. Ha- nobody has to do that, right? Like, right. It's mm-hmm. it's nice that people can support other people's dreams in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's super important. But yeah, in chasing your dreams, you gotta be bo- you gotta be vulnerable. Like that's yeah. just how that works, right? Mm-hmm. So glass half full all the time, man. Like I learned that from like dancing and mm-hmm. things like that. There's gonna be highs. There's gonna be lows. You gotta just gotta do it mm-hmm. you gotta grind so yeah you've brought up dance like a couple times so i kind of just want to talk about that just yeah. because you've mentioned it but like what kind of dance and what was that what uh was it like a hobby or like, do you want to just talk a little bit yeah, more about well, it i teach at randolph mm-hmm. academy okay. uh, that's at bathurst and blur uh i went there as a kid which was exciting mm-hmm. uh, i teach uh four hip-hop classes and two breakdancing classes mm-hmm. um but I was a street dancer for a long time. I used to compete and travel and do that stuff. Um, and I got a lot of discipline from it. It, it changed my life in that way. But um, it was like my first like disciplinary art, like learning how to like maneuver in the street dance community and mm-hmm. like learning how to train and like how, like the the regiment that goes behind a successful artist right like mm-hmm. any art no matter what it is if you're an actor you have to be able to like train reading lines and like if you're like doing improv you have to be able to train that right so when i was learning street dance it's not like going to a studio and taking a class for an hour from a teacher right it's like you learn a foundation you go home and you train it for a week and you come back and you show the people that showed you the foundation and they're like okay that's good now try this Mm -hmm. or add this or try something different like it's it's exploring yourself as an artist instead of like looking in the mirror and learning steps does that make sense Mm -hmm. so uh once i got in the street dance community and you learn those things implementing it into other things was like super easy Mm -hmm. once you have that like base level but yeah, that's that's that's. I've been dancing for a long time. I went to Rosedale Heights, yeah, uh, for high school for dance, and I, I've just been doing it for a while. But mm-hmm. once I got to the street dance community, that's when it was real. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not from Toronto, but I think you are from like yeah. what you just said. Yeah. So like born and raised Toronto. I got here when I was six years old, so I okay. guess yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Waterloo, Fire. so when people bring up like high schools here and stuff, like I'm just like, You're like is blank. that in Toronto? You're blank. You're like, blank. I'm assuming that's like the arts high school. Yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, yeah. of a few. Yeah. Mine would have been like Eastwood. Like Eastwood was Uh-oh. Kitchener Waterloo, like arts high school. Hi. I had a couple friends that went there, but yeah. So Rose Heights, you said? Rosedale. Rosedale. Okay, Rosedale. Bougie. Yeah. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think too? I kind of since you were like grew up here. Maybe talk a little bit more also about just like how, how old are you? I'm 29 now. 29 now? Oh, damn. Are you turning 30 this year? Don't tell people that. (laughs) You said I I could ask you anything. I am. Yes. I I I did ask you. I was like, what can't I bring up? It's true. Never said your age. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be 30 in May. 30 in May. Oh yeah. yeah, Gemini. Right. Um, May what? 
22nd. May 22nd, just for fun, just so we know. Yeah. Um, where was I? Was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Toronto. Um, she's turning 30. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up again. Yep, yep. Um, how have you seen, like, or how, I guess this is a better question, how has growing up here and staying here um, affected your art? Because I'm assuming you have a lot of people that you knew like you grew up with and you still probably hopefully hang out with and spend time with and who like back you up and support you. How do you think like being in Toronto helps your art rather than if you were to like move to like London, London, Ontario right now, do you think it's easier having a community already here just with like friendships? Um, or do you think that you would still be doing this if you were to like pick up and move tomorrow to like, but fuck nowhere? Here's this is super interesting because I was listening to one of your other shows and I, I remember them saying that they are from somewhere else and they came here and mm. they're chasing their dreams and mm. I'm like, that's such a tricky game. It's such a tricky game doing that in Toronto because I was born, pretty much born and raised here, and I've seen so many people, so many like countless people, come here with like chasing a dream and then getting their dreams like ripped apart. It happens. Mm-hmm. It oh, happens. Me, let me. That- Go on, go on. It, it, and, it's, and it happens super often, like the 1% like strive through and make it happen for themselves, right? And what I learned from just growing up here is like once you start like dabbling in the industry or whatever the game you want to be in, you're getting get taken advantage of. That's how it works, period. You know what I'm saying? In the dance game, it happened to me. I'm DJing now. It happens to me there. Like making clothing happened to me then as well, right? You're going to get taken advantage of. You're going to figure it out, and you're going to go one of two ways. You're going to be like, ah, it's I don't want to do this. I'm going to kind of find another job, and you kind of like get deterred from what you're actually trying to do, or you go, I need to surround myself with people that are like-minded and that want to push through to get where they want to be, right? And they exist, but the city is so big that they're so few and far between. You need to do your research. You got to be out in the field, right? Like, which is why I did the pop-up so you can meet those kinds of people, which is why we try to do those kinds of events because if you don't know where to look, you feel like you're alone and you're like, I'm chasing this dream and I'm not getting to where I want to be where, how, when I thought I was going to be there and, and maybe it's just safer to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like this city is super good at like stripping your dreams. So like yeah. growing up here, I just kind of like saw that a lot and everybody had like, three, four hustles and trying to do different things that I'm like, once you know yourself as an artist and what you want to do and why you're different than anybody else, you work on that. You work on that and everything else that you're not great at, you fill the gaps with the people that are great at those things and you trust very well. Mm -hmm. You keep a small circle and you you fill that circle with people that you trust and then are like-minded. So you don't have to be on their back. Hey, did you do this? Are you working on this? It's like, oh, we all want the same goal and we're pushing each other. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, everybody that I, I rock, I don't hang out with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Small group, but everybody that I work with is like, we're all like one hand like rubs the other kind of thing. You know, like you DJ, I, I'm throwing a party. You have this, you have that. We're coming together, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it's that constant like grind and, you have to be able to find the people that want the same things as you. They exist. Mm-hmm. They're here, but it's what are you gonna what 
what level are you going to get to to find those people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to give up? Are you going to continue to push on? So I think that with your podcast, you do the same thing. You're like, I'm going to find those people. I'm going to bring them on. We're going to have conversations. We're going to inspire other artists. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, absolutely, yeah. So I think you're doing I was, like, listening this. listening very intently to everything you were just saying because I'm not from Toronto, and I was like, yes, 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 Yeah, yes, it could eat me. you up. Yeah, it, and it has been. Like, I'm going to be totally honest. Like, before um, Keston and I started recording, I was literally like, um, excuse me, what is this? Just, like, checking my mail. And I have, like, the first audition. So I've had an agent for quite a while now. I don't want to, like, talk shit or anything. I've had an agent for quite a while now, and I've yet to go to an audition. And I sort of just, like, gave Kesson the whole, like, spiel about, like, my backstory and whatever. It's, like, always wanted to be an actor. Then I started the podcast. Then I sort of just, like, put it on the back burner, but still have this agent. And nothing was coming of it, and I kind of didn't care. I literally, I was like, I don't know if it's a sign or whatever, the conversation, but I opened up my email and now I have an audition on Friday and I'm like, what in the world? Like, is this because I sort of was getting to a place where I was like, OK, um, this isn't for me. Like everything has told me that this isn't for me. School didn't work out. My like this isn't working out. Um, I have to move in March. Should I just move back to Waterloo? Like mm. literally until three days ago, I was like, OK, I'm moving back to Waterloo. And then now I'm like looking at places. I'm tomorrow. I'm gonna go see my first place in Toronto. I'm okay. like, I should stay in Toronto. I started a new job on Monday. Right. I was like, okay, I like the job. I should stay in Toronto. Now I got this. I'm like, I feel like these are signs. You right, know, like right. you're getting like these signs that are telling you, okay, like I know it's hard and I know it's like been shitty, but like here are three signs of like, this is where you should be, even though it's hard. But that's like what I'm feeling right now. Like literally reading this email, I was like. Oh, shit. This is like trying to tell me, like, keep going. Right. You know, like, don't give up, even though you want to. Like, it'd be way easier to move back to Waterloo into my parents' house and get made like dinner made for me. Yep. But I mean, I've been doing this since I was like 19 and like everyone's got a similar story. Right. They're like, damn, like it would be so much easier for me to just like go back home be so much easier for me to just get a nine to five that I and do like nothing else like go home after and just like watch Netflix and just like live my life right. but like yeah it, it's hard because you like I mean I'm not old you're not old but I'm I feel old. like not <laughs> you're li you're in your 20s I don't want to even but you know like I feel like age is just a number but at the same time like things change priorities change your life changes when you're like 50 I don't want to still be doing the podcast and never had made a single dollar. Do you know what right, I mean? Right. It's not about money, but like if, yeah, I guess that's a hard thing. Cause like, this is where it gets tricky. You're like, when does it stop being worth it? Sort of thing. Yeah, and, and Sorry. I don't want no, no, to go for it. You. No, no. I, I think that what happens to people and this is just like, from my experience is like when you have a dream, it's so open-ended, right? Like, I was like, I, my goal was to make jackets that people would want to throw money at, right? I was like, I'm going to make jackets and people are going to be like, I want to spend $1,000 on that jacket, right? And I, I was never like, I want to be famous. and You know what I'm saying? But like, when you have your goal, you got to like, once you're like, you're like, okay, I want to get paid for my podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Then you go, you go, what's the step before that? And the step before that? And the step before that, you're like sponsors, mm -hmm. this, that, the other, right? Like, and then you go, okay, maybe I'm gonna work really hard for six months, and then do my reflections and see how far I've come. If it's not, if I, if I've only budged a little, 
I don't know. I'll put a little bit more time. You know, like start like really seeing what marks you want to get to. That's that's what I did like for my brand. I was like, okay, I'm going to do the pop-ups. And I was spending more money than I was making for the pop-ups. When I started, I'm like, I'm going to put away 500 bucks, put it all on the, on the pop-up. And I made nothing back the first time. And I'm like, the turnout was amazing. Here's what I did wrong. Here's what I got to fix. Next, next uh, month, 500 bucks. I broke even. Then I was like, we're doing it again, bigger, better. Third time, I had enough to pay everybody that I had around. Yeah. And I, I didn't make any money. I broke even, but I paid everybody off. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's a healthy growth. Yeah, yeah. I'm not seeing money from it, mm-hmm. but like I'm working for it. I'm mm-hmm. learning from my mistakes. And like you, it's the small victories mm-hmm. in the way that you want to be. Right. right. So right. That's, that's my advice to anybody that for wants sure. to do that, you know? As long as you're growing and you're progressing, that was another thing that I was like saying about how I felt about my life is like I kept feeling like I was uh, sorry. There's just like hairs on the mic. I kept feeling like I was going sideways, like I wasn't going backwards. I wasn't going forwards, but like I was just kept moving sideways. I was just staying on like the same like level. And I was like, okay, this is I am not that kind of person. Like I constantly need like to grow, to change, to like meet new people like experience new places like i everybody likes to travel but like i prioritize those sort of things Mm -hmm. like those things are just like if i don't do it i'm like what is the point like i'm lost i'm like okay i haven't done anything like what is life like i just like break down so yeah i don't even know what the point i was trying to make but i just like got sidetracked but yeah it's like if you're growing like i feel successful right as long as like i'm better than i was you know, last year, last year was like three weeks ago. Right. But you know what I'm trying 100%. to say? Like, if I'm better than I was, you know, last January, which like I 100% think I am, then I'm I'm going in the right direction. Right. Right. And if and if yeah. you're not on top of that, it's like, what do I need to do to feel like I'm going in that direction? Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I recently was like stagnant uh, with my sewing and I was like, I haven't sewn in like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, OK. It's time. You know what? Three hours a week. I mean, sorry, three hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do an hour bef- when I wake up, an hour before bed, and an hour halfway through the day. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, if I want to see a change, I need to make that change. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's, I think, the mentality that I got from just living in the city because it could, like, it's full of distractions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're on social media all day. You're doing this. You're doing that. Like, you're hanging out with your friends. You're drinking. Like, yeah. for me, like, just like you said, when you see me, you're like, I can almost picture the jacket you're wearing. Mm-hmm. I'm always a commercial. I'm always in a jacket. <laughs> I'm always ready to have that conversation. I'm always ready to meet somebody. I'm always make, trying to make that connection. I'm always like, if I'm going out, I'm going to make sure that somebody, either I'm going to get one new Instagram follower mm-hmm. or someone knows about my brand mm-hmm. or I'm going to support someone else's thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly like, I need to push something forward mm-hmm. i either need to dj at that venue or mm-hmm. use that venue for my pop-up or you know like i'm always doing something you can't like you can't get stagnant you have to push the ball forward so yeah how do you feel though about also like there's that like all the things that you said matter but also just being like real and not putting that kind of pressure on you because i feel like when you're real and you're not thinking about those external things Cause like you mentioned like Instagram and stuff like that, which is like, it's a very real thing. It's very much a part of our lives and like it does matter. And like, 
it, it just is what it is. But also I find that when you are as real as you possibly can be and not think about those external things is when things actually come to you because that's how people connect. So right. what do you think about that? Where you're like, okay, I, I kind of need to like not put that pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't be like, cause like you've already sort of put like a expectation. You're like, okay, if you go home that night and like you didn't talk to anybody, like you didn't really have a good time. Like that's okay too. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always, mm-hmm. it's like you never can be too hard on yourself. I like to be hard on myself cause that's how I learn and that's how I grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've played basketball all my life and my coaches have always been like hard on me and I know that that's an effective way of getting things done. So, Mm -hmm. but like uh, for me, everything that I do, like I don't have a job that I don't like, you know, like Mm, I don't serve, I don't do things like all of my jobs are my passion. I teach dance. I make these jackets. I host events. Like I'm getting paid to be my, myself. Right. Mm. Like, so I just feel like, I don't live nice by any means, but like I can do whatever I want and know in my head that I'm satisfied with my life and mm. and like say I die tomorrow, my jackets. So everyone will look at my life and go, "Yo, this guy made crazy jackets," mm-hmm. you know? Like, "Yo, this guy did this." Yo, this guy was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's like for me, I live like that. I live like. If I were to go tomorrow, I'm satisfied. I, I, I lived. I had a good time. I made things that nobody else had ma- ever seen before, and that was my contribution. Sorry mm-hmm. I didn't get to make more. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I've been for, for the past, like, couple of years. And it's, it's it's taken me far, man. Like, yeah. I'm really, really happy with the, mm-hmm. the way it is. But, yeah. That's good. Sorry, I got on tangent. No, there. no, no. It's, it's <laughs> good. It's perfect. Um. So we are getting sort of to the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I kind of just like let you know when it's kind of happening. We're at 50 minutes. Right. So I want you to, because I can't always, you know, like I don't know if there's something that you really wanted to say that you didn't get to say. Um, if there's something that you can think of that you're like, this is uh, sort of an important message. You mentioned a couple times throughout just like our conversation. You're like, if anyone can like learn this, it would be that. Do you want to um, just sort of summarize again, just for the end of the podcast? Like, I'll just like ask you a question about like growing up in Toronto. Like you said, one of the biggest things here is how you've seen people like come and go and just get their like dreams just like (laughs) crushed. And then I also did like my example of how like I've been feeling. But just say again, like your advice to those people who like come from Guelph, come from Hamilton, (laughs) come from like Windsor, coming here to the big city of Toronto and like trying to pursue whatever art it is. And they're in it for like a couple years. Cause I feel like people put such a heavy weight on time. Like everything takes more than a second. Like don't expect to come here for a year and like, and be, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, and it doesn't mean that you're not talented. It doesn't mean that your stuff isn't good. But what would your like specific advice like from Keston be like, you're coming to Toronto, you're new to Toronto. Like this is what you can expect. This yeah. is what I have like to say about you pursuing your art here. Yeah. If you're coming to Toronto, have a tough skin, <laughs> have a tough skin and, and know that uh, it's, it's oh, somebody said this wicked quote and I'm going to use it on this show it. right here. <laughs> So I was like, yo, I don't have a lot of friends. Like I have like four friends and that's who you see me with and that's who I'm around and 
That's who I do business with. That's who I do everything with. And I have a lot of acquaintances. I hang out with a lot of people. I'm not that guy that won't hang out. With. Like, I, if you see me, I'm super nice, whatever. But I only, like, call four people. I only hang out with four people. And somebody was like, wouldn't you rather have four loonies in your pocket than 100 pennies? And I was like, that's so big. You know what I'm saying? So if you're coming to Toronto and you want to make it, you got to have you got to find those four loonies. You got to find the people that want what you want and are willing to help you get there, right? Like you got to you got to come here with with your eye on the prize and know that you can't do it alone and know that you'll find the community, you'll find those people, but you got to look and you can't get discouraged if you don't find them in the first week, month, year of living here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, find your people and and don't let don't let that like discouraging like big city thing get you down. It's not like it's not impossible. It's just the strong survive. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Survival of the fittest. That's all is it real. is. It's so real out here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Toronto too is just like uh, somebody said the other day, they're like, man, Toronto's like becoming kind of an important city. Yeah. Like it's kind of just like, I feel like it didn't really used to be like so on the map. And now it's like really like it really is. They, they talk like everybody talks about it. Like everybody knows Toronto. People come to Toronto. People visit Toronto. Like people will actually like work here and make work here. And especially in the creative industry, especially in film right. and television, like 100%. it's super real. It's not true. Um, but uh yeah, like I like what you said too. Like the thing that I took away, which I think is like so key, is that you cannot do it alone. Can't. You cannot. Like the whole self-made thing is not real, in my opinion, and I think yeah. in most people's opinion, it's not a real thing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't actually exist. Like you need, whether it's your your uh, family or you're like you made your own family, like your friends, whatever. Like you need those people around need you it. for whatever, even if it's just like for your mental health, your emotional well-being you know, a shoulder to cry on, like whatever, 100%. like there is just zero way. And that's why I think like you and I relate to the whole thing of like building a community. Like we understand that that is a key part to, of it's, like it's making the, art. It's the ground, it's the ground floor for mm-hmm. me. Like, cause, uh, d- sorry to interrupt, but no, no, I was done. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've always said like once, once that, like if you make it, if you're like, you're grinding so hard by yourself and then that money comes and that like someone goes, okay, this is what I'll pay you for your thing. You're jumping at it. Cause you're like, I've been working so hard. I'm going to jump at whatever that dollar sign is. Mm-hmm. Your core group. Once you take it to them, they'll go, you're worth this. They're the outside perspective. They are the people that go, okay, you're very talented. You've been working on this for how many years does, do you think this number amounts to, the amount of time that you put into this mm-hmm. and like they will be your level. You know what I'm saying? And when you start getting that money and that money starts coming in, they go, Hey, don't you remember what you wanted to do when you got rich or when that money started coming into you? Don't you remember what you, your passionate was mm-hmm. like they keep you grounded. Like the people that I have around me keep me grounded. Like when I stopped sewing, they were like, so it's bigger than you keep going what are you doing you have Mm -hmm. no time to stop like people are you know what i'm saying and i'm that way with them like and 
that's what's going to keep you going. That's that's mm-hmm. that's going to keep that progression. It's not going to keep you stagnant, right? Like the way you were saying, like you kind of like didn't go forward or back. Mm-hmm. Those people are like their job will be, yo, you haven't done much. What's the plan? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So once you have that, it's it makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. You're not in your head all about it, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for um, coming. Thank you for talking about like what you're talking about, everything. I also always think like it just says a lot about a person. Like I'm just this like random person who like invites like artists to my (laughs) home and I'm like, come over and talk to me. And like whoever says yes and actually does it. Like I think it just says a lot about you as an artist, you as like your character because it is kind of a weird thing like I, I I've like talked to a lot of like my friends but you know I've also talked to people that I've like met the day before and it's just such a cool uh, experience and to see people just like really like just talk to each other right. you know it's just such a nice thing and that's why I love it so much and I think you really like conversation too right. like you always learn something so like thank you so much for coming Anytime. and being on here and talking about it and like literally giving some knowledge and talking about like being in Toronto for as long as you've been in Toronto and like you know what it's like and it's just like good advice and just free knowledge and it's just important 100 percent, whatever you need yeah but I'm just like happy that you're willing to share you know because not everyone is not everyone will just talk about you know what you should do and what works for them they like keep it to themselves because you're like they're like this is working for me right this is mine you know I'm not going to just share this but it's it's important to share hundred percent. Yeah. And, and competition's healthy. Like yeah. any, anybody that, that wants to get into making jackets, yeah. come for it. Yeah. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to share the wealth. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And yeah. I'm an open book. Yeah. I hope you guys made it to the end of the podcast. I'm just going to say again, like 2020, we're here interview portion, like keep it coming. I'm so excited to like talk to new artists this year. I feel like this is going to be a good year if you made it to the end of the podcast also like like or subscribe or whatever this one isn't on youtube but we're going more on youtube i'm doing my best um the studio in kw is finished i'm trying to be there as much as possible um but also like still on apple spotify all of that if you can leave me a review or anything like it just means a lot because we're still in the growing stages it's just been Absolutely. over a year so like just wanted to keep growing and just you know like you said like it's it's also good to hear feedback and hear people like motivate you so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed this conversation and i will talk to you soon later peoples later it's psychological hustle i gotta battle these comments like the king and the muscle they keep on bursting my bubble now every morning when i wake up on me in the huddle so batter up batter up you know i'm hitting the double you know i'm running the I know I got it, embrace it Like a girl without a top Just kinda sitting on your lap Boy, what you do? Girl, I rap, I rap nasty Maybe one day I'll say chase to the paparazzi It's psychological hustle Be prepared for anything and everything It'll tear you down, it'll tear you down It's psychological hustle, psychological